Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of We, Us, and Ours. It is your host, Charlotte from Chicago here, and we are so excited to have you here with us today. I'm personally very excited for this story that I'm going to share because it's talking about one of my favorite countries in the world. I have been to 43 countries so far, and Of my top three, I'm kind of focusing in on one of them in particular today, and that is New Zealand. New Zealand is such a cool country. I honestly think it's very underrated. It's becoming a little more trendy now, but you look at so many maps and they just they just leave off New Zealand. And I'm like, excuse me, um, there there was a whole other country here, and especially when you get maps that are made out of wood or some material they just completely leave off New Zealand in general and you're like no 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 it's not just Australia there is something else out there but I visited New Zealand in August of 2018 and it was absolutely incredible but the reason that New Zealand has kind of been on my heart recently is that I am working remotely out in Hawaii right now and Hawaii, if you have never been, is such a magical place. The geography, it's just, it's insane. The mountains, the sea, everything. It's just breathtaking. Everywhere you go, every turn, it's another thing that just makes your jaw drop and say, wow, like this place actually exists and this place exists in America? Even crazier. And New Zealand and Hawaii have a lot in common besides the fact that they're islands, that they are, they're in the Pacific Triangle. And there's just a lot of history between New Zealand and Hawaii. So I've been thinking about New Zealand a lot. In particular, we talked about it this week when my friends and I went on a rafting tour of an old sugarcane plantation. So this was actually really funky. We didn't really know what we were getting into. About 80% of it was in tunnels. So if you get claustrophobic easily, uh, would not recommend. But if you don't, very cool, very interesting experience. You learn a lot about the sugarcane industry when it was in Hawaii. And you're rafting down this, the irrigation, all the water, the tunnels, very funky. But we had an amazing tour guide and he was telling us all about the similarities between Hawaii and New Zealand and their past relationships, which really just got me thinking, okay, you know what? I haven't shared the story of New Zealand yet because it's it's pretty interesting. And as you all know, one of the core values with this podcast is that we believe in making friends in unexpected places and that all strangers are a new potential friendship. And to to talk about this friendship, we have to go back a couple years to to Chicago And I want to say it was probably December of like 2016. I was back home in Chicago and I was working the front desk at a health club at the time when I was home from college on breaks. And one day this family walked in and they said, oh, hi, we're guests. We need to sign the waiver and get a guest pass. I said, all right. And I immediately picked up on their accents immediately. Just my radar was like, oh, what? what is, what is this? It doesn't sound Aussie. Interesting. I said, where are you guys from? They said, oh, we're from New Zealand. I was like, oh, I knew you guys were Kiwis. They said, oh, you know what a Kiwi is? I was like, oh yes, I've, I've heard amazing things about New Zealand. And kind of made me sad that a lot of Americans don't know what a Kiwi is. So 
that is your lesson of today, that people from New Zealand are called Kiwis. But anyways, they were filling out the guest form and I got talking with them. And just at that point, it was the father and two sons. The mom was not there at the time. And I chatted with them a little bit and it was the boys first time to America. So we chatted a little bit and I found out that they were visiting their uncle because their dad is American, their mom is Kiwi, but they're born and raised in Auckland, which is on the North Island of New Zealand. And so we chatted a little bit and they were on their way. Didn't really think much of it. And then about a day or two later, they come back in. He said, oh, my Kiwi friends. And they're like, yeah, hello, like, you remembered. I said, of course I'd remember. They went and worked out. Then they came and talked with me a little bit at the end while they were waiting for their dad and mom. And the two boys and I were talking. They were only about two and four years younger than me. And I said, so are you guys getting to explore the city much while you're here? And they said, no, honestly, we're just kind of spending time with family. I said, well, tomorrow's my day off. Do you want to go explore? And they kind of looked at me like, hmm, all right random girl that works at the front desk of this gym um maybe (laughs) and we ended up meeting up that their their parents came out and they're like yeah we think it would be so fun for you guys to go out and explore so the next day I picked I picked up Cameron who was the older of their sons and again Cameron was only two years younger than me and I took him on an little exploration of Chicago and the suburbs and we went and got deep dish pizza and drove him to Lake Michigan and just had had a fun time getting to play tour guide in my own in my own city and we hung out for a little while and then when it was time for me to drop him off Mark the dad had come out and chatted with me and he goes you know you are welcome to come visit us in New Zealand anytime and I looked at him and I joked I said don't say it if you don't mean it because I will be there. And he laughed and he said, no, we we mean it. And I said, all right. And I had gotten connected with all of them on Facebook. And I went back to school. I went back to college very shortly after. And we stayed in touch briefly here and there. And we would talk occasionally and jokes of, oh, when are you coming to New Zealand? I'm like, I know, I know, I need to get out there. And then finally in probably January of 2018, I messaged Cameron, just checking in saying, how you doing? And he said, I'm good. How are you? When are you coming to visit us? Kind of joking. And I said, how does August sound? (laughs) And he said, yeah, works for us. And I booked my flight. It was the last bit of my trip on my trip around the world. So after I graduated college, I did a full backpacking trip a full loop around the world. Started in Chicago, flew over to Europe, bounced around Europe, went over to Asia, bounced around a couple countries in Asia, down to Australia and New Zealand, and then back through the west coast of the US. So fully a full loop around the world. And when I went to go see them in New Zealand, I was going to stay with them and sleep on their couch for a few days. And I I told my dad this. He said, you're doing what? These these are the people that you met at the gym like two, a, a year and a half ago? I said, yeah, they invited me and I'm going to go visit. And what I thought was really, really cool was that the parents actually were kind of in the toy making industry thinking, how how unique is this? A, a family of toy makers, toy salesmen 
from New Zealand and I'm gonna go visit them. I said, you know what? Yes, we're we're going all in. So this was on the very last bit of my trip, I think day 70 to 75 out of the whole trip. And they picked me up and I I just I still just couldn't believe that I was that I was out there and that these were this just nice family that I had met at the gym. And the husband had actually said, he's like, Charlotte, you have come out to visit sooner than some of my family has. And I think that is just a real testimony of when people make a commitment to a friendship or to building a relationship that it's all it's all about the effort. And for me, effort goes goes such a long way. I could share story after story of some of my closest friends that have put in effort to come visit me um, in different states, different countries, and vice versa. And it's those those little things, those little trips that might not seem like a lot to you, but really mean a lot to other people. So we had a great time just exploring Auckland together. And it was it was nice just being a part of this this family. And it's not, it wasn't touristy, you know, you get to go visit a different country, but really as a local perspective. And I think the craziest local perspective was that Cameron one night said, okay, Charlotte, do you want to learn how to drive on the left? I'm thinking, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. I am a very good driver. I drive a lot. I drive a lot, honestly, for, for my age and for, yeah, just in general, I drive a lot, but driving on the left just terrified me. I'm thinking, oh no, this is, this is not, this is not ideal. But I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to have to rent a car when I'm down in Rotorua for two days. So might as well do a test run here. So Cameron took me out to drive around his neighborhood. And of course we did it at night, which probably wasn't the best. And it was chaotic. I drove maybe two minutes. I said, all right, that was enough. We can switch back. You can drive now. So we laughed and said, okay, I, I'll figure it out. Because the next day I was going to take a bus down to Rotorua. And Rotorua is this beautiful part of North Island that's a little bit farther south than Auckland. And Rotorua is known for a couple different things. It is known for its redwood trees, uh, the sequoias, just like out in California. They also have glowworm caves. So if you've seen all those pictures of the kind of turquoisey blue teal um, in caves, that's the big glowworms. And they also have a lot of like bioluminescent plankton in New Zealand as well. But Rotorua is also where The Hobbit was filmed, like Lord of the Rings, all that jazz. So they do a lot of tours there, but I only had about two and a half days. So I decided that I wanted to do the mud pits and the um, like sulfur pools and all the, the, um, the hot springs. That's the word I'm looking for, the hot springs and the mud pits. And I wanted to do the redwood trees. So just shows that I need to go back to do more. But it was about a four hour bus ride down from Auckland. And it was really interesting to get to see the New Zealand countryside. So Rotorua is not very big. And the bus dropped me off at the bus stop. And I walked over to the rental car place. I'm 21 at this point. And thankfully, I was able to rent a car. But I show up and 
I was talking to the rental car guy and he said, okay, you're going to get this big car. And I'm thinking, what? I, I'm one person and I have this car for two days. So this car is practically a boat. And this man looked at me and said, it's all we have. He could tell there was a little bit of fear on my face because I had never driven a car this big ever. And I told him, I said, I've never driven on the left before. And he looked at me, handed me the keys and said, good luck. Yeah, not, not the most reassuring thing. So I said, okay, you know what? We're going to figure it out. I go to the car, climb inside. And I said, you know what? It's not very far to my Airbnb. It'll be fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> and as I'm driving, I figured out the hard way that everything in those cars are flipped from what we are used to driving on the right. And what I mean by that is that I tried to hit my blinker and the windshield wipers went off and they went off on full blast. And I was like, oh no. So got that off. I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing. I said, I need to get into the right lane. So I hit the blinker up to hit what I thought was the right blinker and the left blinker goes on and I go right into the right lane. I'm like, oh no, I just look like an absolute lunatic on the road. So I was focusing and trying not to get close to many cars. And what I also realized was I didn't know what the conversion between miles per hour and kilometers per hour are. Not that it fully mattered because you see the speedometer or you see the speed limit signs in kilometers per hour. But at one point when I was driving to the redwood trees, the I was on a very open road and the speed limit was a hundred kilometers per hour. And I'm thinking a hundred kilometers per hour. That's so fast. And just seeing a three digit number there, my foot was just holding back from the gas. It did not want to go a hundred. Seeing a hundred on the speedometer just felt illegal. And all these poor people behind me, they're thinking, oh my gosh, this girl's going under the speed limit. What are you doing? And naturally had no idea how fast that was. I'm thinking, oh, I'm racing through the New Zealand countryside. Um, newsflash, 100 kilometers per hour, it's about 62 miles per hour. So literally what I would do on any highway, if not below what I would do on a highway, but it just felt so fast. And finally, these people passed me and stared at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that I'm driving with a feather foot right now, but like, we're, we'd rather be safe than sorry. So I finally make it to my Airbnb and the host comes out to greet me and he takes one look and he goes, why are you driving such a big car? I said, dude, I know. I was thinking the same thing. He said, I have lived on this island for 20 years. I've never seen a car that big here. Thinking, great. <laughs> Makes total sense why they gave this to me. But that's that's how you that's how you learn baptism by fire you get thrown into a very large rental car by yourself driving on the opposite side of the road and you figure it out and I made it work and it was fine but it was definitely a stressful experience but now I feel so much better driving in other countries I'm renting a car here in Hawaii and it is a, it is a boat essentially it's pretty big but now I have a little bit more experience with that and it gave me more confidence for when I drove in Europe. I've only driven in Iceland so far, so a little bit different than driving in mainland Europe, but it's a step in the right direction, you know? Gotta put yourself out of your comfort zone. 
But one of my favorite things about Rotorua was the mud pits. The mud pits were so, so cool. It was called Hell's Gate, the one where I went. And it it's it's such a unique geographical and natural experience, these mud pits. And so to if you are ever on New Zealand, on the North Island, I highly recommend getting down to Rotorua and getting to explore the mud pits. It was just a natural little spa to get to hang out there and you cover yourself in mud and just relax and chill. It's it's a little natural spa day. And they had sulfur pools that were very similar to the Blue Lagoon in Iceland, very milky kind of cloudy water, but super great for your skin and just a really fun time to explore and the redwood trees are absolutely beautiful. I did one on one day, one on the other, but the redwood trees, there is a place that you can go through and it's a forest walk and there's these canopies and bridges throughout the trees. So you're walking a hundred feet, 200 feet up in the air and just running through the trees. It's very magical. I've seen that most of New Zealand just kind of feels like, for lack of better terms, a fairyland. It's just very magical and green. And honestly, this is a country that has more sheep than people. <laughs> what, what else, what else could you need? And honestly, when I was coming back from Hell's Gate, I stopped and made a U-turn because I saw the most, most picturesque moment of just some sheep on, on the countryside and it was beautiful. So if you, if you like lamb, that is also a great place. Get some New Zealand wine and a lamb shank and that's truly, truly all you need. But I think one of my most memorable moments there was when I was in Rotorua, I went out to dinner by myself and I've learned that a lot of people don't like going out to eat by themselves. I think you you get some funky looks and people just don't necessarily always feel confident going out to a sit-down meal by themselves. So if I can encourage you today, that's probably my big thing that I had to learn was that I just needed to enjoy spending time with myself and going out to eat by yourself is a great way to do it. Who cares if you're if anyone looks at you or that you're, you feel like you're being judged. Just enjoy, enjoy time with yourself. I went to this little pub and there was some live music that was playing that night. And I stumbled in and I said, I wanted just nice, authentic Kiwi food. And so I had some, I had a lamb shank and I had a glass of wine that was from a New Zealand vineyard. So I said, you know what? I'm immersing myself. But it was very quickly that my inner American showed because as I was sitting there, the live musician was playing and no one was paying attention to him at all. They were all just doing their own thing. And he was singing his heart out, genuinely. Like that man should be on a talent talent show, on a talent TV show. And after the song... I enjoyed the song, so I started clapping, and the whole restaurant just kind of looked over at me thinking, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, oh, okay, um, interesting. But he started blushing, and you could see he was really happy that someone was cheering him on. I'm like, okay. So here I am sitting by myself at the restaurant, just enjoying enjoying my food, and I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep cheering on this guy. So I cheered him on cheered him on and 
by the end, after cheering on each song, the room started to cheer them on too. It took just one table at first. And then finally, by the time I had left, the whole room would clap after each song. And it just, it made my heart so happy because you could see how happy it made him. When I got up to leave, he stopped singing mid-song and he goes, have a good night. And it was, it was so sweet. It's those little things that, that make a world of difference for people. Just making people feel seen and feel heard. And I think what was really cool about that was that not necessarily it had anything to do with me of like, oh, I didn't do anything special, but just by being vulnerable to say, oh, I'm going to cheer when no one else is cheering and people, people follow, people go along. They just don't want to be the odd one out. So think about that the next time that you are in an environment that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable to step against the grain, that a lot of people just need need someone to start the wave and maybe start start the chair so that that could be you that could be that could be your your way to grace your environment but i have i honestly just have such a special place in my heart for new zealand because the people are so nice it's so beautiful and like i've said i truly believe that life begins at the end of your comfort zone so I really want to go back to New Zealand. Not, okay, not I want to. I will go back to New Zealand. It's just a question of when. I will go back to do the number one thing on my bucket list, which genuinely terrifies me, um, but it is paragliding. I will go paragliding in Queenstown, New Zealand. Unfortunately, my trip was really short, so I only was able to visit North Island and the North or South Island is a little bit more expensive, but I am determined to face my fear and I'm going to go paragliding in Queenstown. It might not seem like a lot, but falling is my greatest fear. So the thought of running off and jumping off a mountain is pretty terrifying, even though it's not as scary as skydiving because skydiving, you are just straight falling. Oh my gosh, that's just the worst. The worst thing. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe get, get over that fear eventually, but this is a baby step. So I plan on going paragliding in Queenstown and really just getting to enjoy the view because Queenstown, for those who don't know, is very mountainous. It is one of the best places in the world to go paragliding behind like the Swiss Alps and stuff like that, if not the best place in the world. Plus, thank you, Instagram. I found an amazing cookie shop in Queenstown. So my plan is I'm going to go to Queenstown. I'm going to go paragliding and reward myself with this great cookie afterwards. And I'm like, yep, this is it. This is this is the plan. And it does still scare me. I think it's gonna take a lot for me to really take that, take that plunge, take that leap. But I've I've seen firsthand the benefits of pushing yourself and seeing those great adventures and some of the best memories that come from the things that scare you. And if any of you have listened to my previous podcast, you will recall the shoot your shot episode, that there are many times that I have shot my shot and I have airballed. So there's going to be times where you push yourself out of your comfort zone and think, man, that sucked. I did not enjoy that. 
10 out of 10, would not recommend, would not do again. But for all of those missed experiences, you get a story out of them. And it just makes you appreciate the moments that turned out really well even more. And so I know deep down, even over my fear, I know that paragliding in Queenstown is going to be one of the craziest memories I have. And it might scare the crap out of me, but I'm going to do it. And just speaking with those words of affirmation that I will do this, I am going to do this instead of, oh, I want to, or maybe just speak it, speak it into existence. I will do this. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And I think my biggest takeaway that I hope you all get today is besides the fact that New Zealand is amazing, that you must go see it, go explore North South Island, eat, eat all the good food, drink all the good wine and just explore. But also it's that, again, you can make friends in such unexpected places. If you look on paper and see, oh, that I made friends with someone because I met them when I was working at a gym and then I flew to literally one of the farthest places in the world from me to go visit them. That sounds absolutely insane. And I totally acknowledge that, that on paper that sounds insane. But I don't, I don't think it is. I think that the world is full of inherently good people and you can make friends anywhere in whatever environment you're in. And not only just making friends, but doing things to make deep friendships, deep connections. So if you make a new friend and they say, oh, come visit me, you know what? Go do it. Who, who says you can't? <laughs> it may, you may get some crazy looks. Boy, I definitely got a few. But they, I, I feel like I have a Kiwi family that I know that I could go to New Zealand and visit anytime. And that I have a home away from home. And that all just started from me being vulnerable and saying, hey, this is your first time in the U.S. Let me take you out for pizza. So... I know you might be thinking, Charlotte, but that's you. I could never do anything like that. That's crazy. I totally get it. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Life doesn't begin at the end of my comfort zone for you. It begins at the end of yours. So just because our comfort zones are different doesn't mean that you can't still push yourself to go into one of these crazy new adventures. Maybe it doesn't look like flying across the world to go visit a family of in the toy industry in New Zealand. But maybe that does mean going and asking someone out to coffee that you're like, yeah, I really want to be friends with them. Let's, let's go get lunch. Go, go make that first move. Go make that, that friendship. And I think you will be very pleasantly surprised pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I hope that my crazy crazy comfort zone encourages you that even if you don't want to be as insane as I am of flying across the world just know that you can you have the ability and you should push yourself out of your comfort zone and you will be amazed at the adventures and the stories and the friendships and the good food that will come from it so I just want to thank you guys for spending spending some time with me today 10 out of 10 recommend New Zealand. Truly, 
again, if that's the only thing you get out of today, <laughs> it's that you need to visit New Zealand. It is amazing. And if you have any questions about New Zealand, let me know. Come talk to me on Instagram, on TikTok, on any form of social media. I'm Char from Chicago, but would love to hear your thoughts about New Zealand, which is a country that not a whole lot of people talk about, especially in the American travel sphere, because it's just so freaking far away, or it gets overshadowed by Australia a lot. So I really hope that this encourages you guys to go check out New Zealand, add it to your bucket list, and add something to your bucket list that scares the heck out of you. I don't care what it is, but add something today that scares the heck out of you on your bucket list. And hey, if this resonates with any of you and you want to go paragliding with me in New Zealand, send me a DM. We'll get a group together and we'll, we'll run and jump together. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and we will see you all here again soon.